Ah, Trendsetters, this is episode 706, I think it is, of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg. I'm just entertaining myself, making myself laugh. My name is Tim Egg. If you have a question for the show, training, racing, nutrition, I love all your questions. It makes me feel a little bit more important than what I actually am. Tim at Trainsmove.com is where you want to be sending your questions through to. Um, what's been going on? I've... I've been playing around um, with body core temperatures and muscle oxygen during training at the moment, and it's in no other reason more, apart from learning more than more than anything. And I, I did this session the other day where I was trying to measure just about every single aspect that I could, and the session was a bit, you know, a, a wildly big bunch of nothing. But I just think oh, this would be the perfect session to start practicing and learning more of this crap. So, you know, it'd be sweat. Um, I was measuring sweat rate. I was measuring um, uh, my body core temperatures before, during, and after every interval. Um, oxygen, uh, muscle oxygen, um, yeah, and all the normal heart rate and uh, oh, lactate um, after every interval. Um, oh, blood glucose. Um, I was measuring just about everything, and I tell you what, it was a lot of fun. I did it for an hour and a half, an hour and a half session, and it felt like twenty minutes had gone past. And I think, oh, really? Is that all? Yeah, it's a shame. It was just a good bit of fun, and you know. I wouldn't recommend people go out and do that, do all that crap. You don't need all that for crap, but it's it was just a good bit of fun, and um, I put it into a, you know my little database that I've, I've got slowly growing, bigger and better, and I'm hoping I'll learn more as I go. Anyway, today's question comes from Astrid, which. I'm confident I butchered that name as well. I, Astrid sends in some questions from time to time, and I like his questions, but I've, um, I'm pretty confident I destroy his name every time. Uh, right, uh, what intensity should I run my long runs in when training between 12 to 8 to 12 hours per week? Or, to put it in another way, how important is it to keep the easy sessions easy when I am only working these amount of hours. It was uh, when I'm only working these amount of hours a week. Excuse me. So it, it it depends, like everything. It depends what your goals are, um, how far away you are from your race, um, how durable you are, what are the other sessions you're doing during the week. Um, you. And what type of races you're targeting? Um, it, the longer the distance, the more. Um, the more, for for instance, the shorter the shorter the event, you're going to be dependent on glycogen as is generally the primary source of fuel. The longer the event, um, so we're talking seventy point three. I'm especially Ironman. You're going. You're you're not going to have, be able to consume and store that amount of glycogen um to fuel to to get to get you to the finishing line you you're going to be tapping into fat stores you know you're going to be fat burning so it, it depends on what the other sessions look like um how you know 
there's a lot, there's a little bit that goes into it. Unfortunately, I don't have the correct answer. But um, one of one of my favourite um, coaches of all time is bloody mind blank at the moment. Canova, and he very, very, very famous marathon coach. And if if an athlete's run a, a sub two two hour five. Um, marathon chances are he he's probably probably coached the athlete or coached the coach um he, he but he his theory he's now that he only coaches runners um his philosophy is there's what's the point of a slow long run it has no nothing there's nothing specific for to do with the marathon or and I'm calling it a marathon but there's nothing to do with um, the actual run race it should be closer to um, race pace so you know and he he'll do that five five ten seconds um, in hilly areas slower than um, race pace and so but but then again, he does a lot of easy runs throughout each week that he gets his athletes to do. But that long run, is, it, that's vital. You know, we're trying to accumulate as many miles as possible on those long runs. Um, so if you're targeting a seventy point three, a two hour a two hour long run each week, hopefully close to all year round, that that's going to be your your bread and butter. Now you don't need to be doing it at a race pace, um, especially if you're doing harder sessions throughout the week. You got a, a a bike ride the day before or whatever. You can start off 30, 40 seconds slower um, per kilometer if you want. You know, it's just got to be moderate effort, um, breathing through your nose, and and depends on how durable you are. And I really should be using a different word than durable because it seems um, durability's in um, especially in cycling terms, co- um, coaching now is is kind of changed. My my um, my thinking of durability, and I was only talking about this today. Uh, my my theory uh, um, of durability, um, well, my thought pattern is is how fragile you are, or how anti-fragile you are. Uh, you're at a higher risk of injuries, but that term has kind of changed to. Um, uh, it's probably a good topic to talk about on another episode, but it's um, so. For, for instance, if you go and do a, to, you know, what if you go and do a hard session today? Let's say your so-called FTP is um, two hundred watts, and I'm and I'm changing directions here, but I'll quickly explain what I'm talking about. Let's say your FTP is two hundred watts, and you go out and do a um, a really hard session today. Tomorrow is that really? going to be 200 watts as your FTP so it might be a little bit lower um, so tracking durability in particular in cycling I don't know how to do it in um, triathlon as a whole yet I, I've got um, I've got the information to track it for cycling but I, I'm not sure on swim bike when you add swim and run into the mix and strength training into the mix but for cycling you can go right well tomorrow you know i've gone out i've done a two-hour bike ride with vo2 efforts and so tomorrow instead of my critical power being 200 watts it's going to be um 190 watts and so you adjust the intensity within that training 
the, uh, um, for that day and then the next day it will come back saying you're back at 200 watts or it could be 205 watts that it's come back at the next day after or it's come it's gone down to 180 watts so it changes every day i've i've, I've i know how to track it on cycling just not not the rest of the world but that's but I get, but it's yeah. So it depends on how injury prevented, like how to answer your question. It, it really does depend. So I, if you're in the off season, I'd be just clocking up miles, breathing through your nose, and uh, just getting good solid miles in. Um, and you can just get your um, harder sessions in through the through the week if that's what's on you know what you got planned. And as you get closer, you can um, increase. You can start adding some spice into your long runs if if it makes sense for you to do so. So you can. Um, I had an athlete last weekend that did uh, in their long run um, did three times three kilometers at race effort now don't mistaken race effort with race pace um because it's com- can be completely off um because it's you know it to me it doesn't matter what your pay what that pace is as long as it feels like a race effort but anyway i'm i'm just gibbering now so if you guys i hope i i'm not sure if i answered that right but yeah if you guys have any other questions trainsmooth.com is where you want to be heading on to until next episode hooroo